Hey guys, welcome to Scouting Giants. I'm Steve Fishkin, joined by my co-host uh, Jake Malik. And today uh, we we got we got another big game coming up. Every game is critical because we play in, in the worst division in the NFL. But we're playing the first place team this weekend, Jake. And up next, we're going to talk about what are our viewpoints in terms of what do the Giants need to do to win this game in three phases: offense, defense, and special teams. Up next on Scouting Giants. Hey guys, welcome to Scouting Giants again. I am Steve Fishkin, aka the Pigskin Nut Scout, uh, joined by uh, Jake Malik, and we are Scouting Giants. What this show is about? It is a no nonsense show where we talk about every single game that the New York Giants are playing, and we break down uh, not only what we think the Giants need to do to win, but we also focus a lot on the on the individual players and exact and really how they're playing and how they're performing on the field. Uh, and Jake, you know, before we, you know, dive into the Philadelphia game, uh, you know, I still just want to talk a little bit about uh, that last game, you know, that we had against Washington, because obviously, I think when you're looking at what have the Giants done better recently, um, you can look at the offensive line, the pass protection, the last two games, it's been getting better. Uh, and I'll say, you know, once we got Shane Lemieux in there, um, our offensive line, you know, played better and going back and looking at the film he did, he did a great job, but, but it also looks like that Nick Gates is getting better and better at the center at the center position. You know, what can we take uh, in terms of the Giants' improved offensive line play uh, from these last two games and, and, you know, use it to our advantage going forward? Well, I think the first reason that we're seeing that, I think it's, uh, you know, it's experience that they're gaining, and obviously every game they're going to improve, especially with these younger guys. That's going to be something that we're going to continue to see, hopefully – these guys have potential. That's obvious, but it's just a matter of, you know, will they will they reach that potential? And obviously, with the experience, that's going to happen. Um, and what we need to take from this is, first of all, it's a sign that's encouraging. Of course, we need to say, okay, here's what they're doing well. We need to keep building that on that. You know, as a team, that's what Joe Judge really, as you know, the head coach needs to work on and say, okay, here's where you're doing things better. You know, here's the improvement. Here's what I see. And it needs to, you know, continue to build on that and not let it, you know, slip away. He needs to say, okay, I got, the, I, I know exactly where you're getting better and where you need to improve, and let's fix on that. Uh, and, and then after that, you know, the Giants just have to keep 
taking advantage of the fact that the offensive line is getting better and try to establish the run with each game. Because if you can get the run going, I know we constantly say that, that opens up the whole playbook for an offense. When you get the run game going, it makes everything so much easier. And you partially, you know, in doing so, you'll build confidence in your line. Your line will feel better and more confident as a unit and, you know, individually if they know you can get the run game going because they know that it's directly because of what they're doing. And so you just have to build on that. You have to, you know, take your take it to your advantage and, and do what you can. It starts with building that run game because if the offensive line is playing well and you get the run game going, the offensive line will continue to feel better about themselves and it'll open up the playbook for the offense. It'll take some pressure off of Daniel Jones, which we've talked about plenty of times. Is one of his biggest issues is you know he feels like he's got to do it all and all the pressures on his shoulders and he's got to you know he has to do everything. If we can get the run game going, which obviously is directly correlated to the offensive line, like I said, that'll help make everybody really feel just more more relaxed, a little bit less tense. A little, you know, there's a lot, it'll be a lot less pressure, especially on Daniel Jones, and it all add up to, to to good things because you look at what happened when we get the run game going. This team can score points and they can play well on offense. The defense is not lacking; it's pretty decent. And I know we'll talk about that plenty later. But you know, they'll hold their own if we, if we, especially if we can get the offense going. That's how you win games. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I, I'll say this: the fact that the offensive line is playing better, if this does continue to go in the right direction, and this does help the Giants start start to win some more games in the second half of the year. This will be what saves Dave Gettleman's job because I believe his number one task when he came here as a, as a GM, and he said it, uh, talked about the hog mollies, was, was to get this offensive line right. Uh, Giants fans have been very impatient this year because you look at this season in particular, um, you know, when you, look at the, when you look at how the season started, really we didn't get a, any good run blocking for a few weeks, and I think um, a lot of people talk about these just aren't the right players. We need better talent. But we also talked about that these guys need more chemistry. The running game, you know, got going. You saw, um, especially, you know, uh, I think really in these last two or three games, got going, got going more. Um, so you look at you look at the, their offensive line right now, and this might be the one thing that saves Dave Gettleman's job because you look at all the players that are on there. These are all guys that that, that he's drafted. Uh, Andrew Thomas has actually played a little bit better, although he really has not had. A, a very good rookie season at all. Uh, the times when they've brought Matt Purden there to play, he's he's done exceptionally well. You've seen they've lined him up at right, they've lined him up at left. Um, not perfect, but he holds his own. And you know, despite the fact that Pert Pert is a raw prospect, uh, I didn't think he'd I didn't think he'd be ready to start year one. But you know, the guy does have great um, just natural gifts to work with, and, and that's important. Uh, we also have to remember when we look at Nick Gates. Uh, Nick Gates primarily last year when we had him, he he, he played he played over at right tackle. So uh, the transition to center takes some time, but it seems like when you watch Nick Gates, he gets better every single week, and he's got a lot of nastiness to him. Um, Will Hernandez hasn't been active the last two games, but I'll say this: um, with the way the offensive line is playing, um, Shane Lemieux has done a good job. Um, so I, I would imagine after this year, Kevin Zeitler will probably be gone. Um, it's going to co- cost us some money to keep him. So I think, you know, when we look at um, who he's drafted, we just need Andrew Thomas to really continue to play better because I think that's the biggest one. You take him with the fourth overall pick, you need a bigger impact, especially when you have guys like Jedrick Wills and Tristan Wirfs 
um, who are having a greater degree of success uh, in their rookie year. But if this offensive line can play better, um, that that's and they can win some games, that will be what saves Dave Gettleman's job. Um, you know, another thing that the Giants have been seeming to do a better job of lately, uh, I think what holds them back is that they still, in terms of being a team that can push the ball downfield, uh, they can get some chunk plays, but can they really push the ball downfield? That's still an issue. But uh, it seems like the fact that Joe Judge has a background as a special teams coach, Jake, um, has really helped us tremendously. Um, what do you like when you're just watching what we're doing nowadays on special teams as opposed to uh, when we had Pat Shermer, Ben McAdoo, and hell, even Tom Coughlin uh, at the helm? Well, last week was a great example. I mean, you saw what they did. And, you know, it, it was, it was, I believe it was right at the beginning of the game, we had a turnover. Um, I believe maybe our first punt, if I correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it was the first punt we ended up getting a turnover. And I think that really reflects on just not even that Joe Judge was, you know, a special teams coach, which he was, but I think it just reflects on his coaching in general. Um, you know, Joe Judge has really pushed his players, it seems, and is really, for the most part, getting, a, I want to say, the, the best out of them because some of these guys probably could be playing better. But he's getting he's getting them to play at a high level, which is what what I care about. And they're they're being smart. You know, I, I felt like you know the, over the past few seasons with other coaches, especially you know on on punts or or even kickoffs, we would give big returns, and it feels like that's not happening this with this, that this season. And I don't know if that's the players that are on there. You know, there's new players, but I don't think I think that's the coaching. I think. Just in general, we've talked about Joe Judge as a coach, and I love what he's doing. And I don't care what the record says; it's not reflective of you know how well he's really coached his team, especially as a rookie head coach, and all the pressure that's on him. Not only being a product of Belichick, but also just being in the New York you know metropolitan area. I know that's got to be hard. Um, so you know, I give a lot of credit to him for what he's done. He really he rallies his troops pretty well, considering the talent he's got to work with on all sides of the ball. But you're you're seeing what he's doing, especially uh, you know with the defense and and the special teams. He's he's got those guys playing at a, a particularly high level, and uh, for me, it's been really impressive. And it's it's a nice change of pace because it, it feels like there's some legitimate aspirations with a guy like Joe Judge as your coach because you feel like he can really get his players to play at the level that they need to, and he'll and he can you know he, he can get this team to where they need to be in the in the coming years. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll say this. If there's one member of the Giants organization, whether we're looking at the quarterback, the coach, the GM, hell, even the owners, the one guy who, who I would be irate, irate, um, you know, if you if, let, let's say if he was just hypothetically let go after the season is Joe Judge, because I do believe in terms of setting a culture. Uh, and also the high-level details of the game. This is why I thought he would end up being a very good coach because um, he talked about high-level details, which I think, yeah, the Giants are, you know, they still have penalties. Um, you know, I get it. They've highly penalized some games, but um, still this is just a much better coach team than it was. Um, they are start starting to create more turnovers. Um, Patrick Graham, I think he's done a great job calling this defense because – um, what you saw last week is, you know, he was able to confuse Alex Smith 
Uh, Alex Smith made some poor decisions, but also uh, Patrick Graham is is given given that given that quarterback a lot of different looks. So you do seem like this team is becoming a little bit more opportunistic, Jake, in, in terms of in terms of creating the turnovers there. Yeah, it's uh, it, and you know what? It's they're taking advantage of the opportunities, and that's really what it is for me. In years past, it felt like you know maybe you get pressure on a guy and you force a bad throw, but they don't get the interception, right? And it didn't happen all the time, of course, but it feels like that that's what's happening this year, that this year they are just taking their opportunities, and instead of squandering them, they're really taking advantage of them on all, all, all sides of the ball. I mean, the offense hasn't been perfect, but again, they're still taking advantage for the most part um, You know, uh, uh, in terms of – taking care of the turnovers, like using them to their advantage. But, yeah, I, I give a lot of credit to between Joe Judge and Patrick Graham, that defense especially, you know, in terms of creating turnovers. It has looked really great. And I think part of the reason is, is because of the signings they, that they had in the offseason. I think James Bradbury and, uh, you know, and Blake Martinez is a guy, I mean, I, I, I love him. I think he's one of the best signings I've seen defensively in a very long time. I mean, he was, he's been a huge game changer for us. Um and you just look at you know the 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 way this team is being coached, especially. And I think you're seeing what's happening on the field. And they're the reason they're creating these turnovers is because of the way they're being coached. And I absolutely, I, you know, it's not the players because a lot of these guys have been in the system. Some you know some of these guys are returning players. It's the coaching to me, and that's what's what's really exciting for me. So yeah, when you say you know the one guy you'd be irate if he got fired would be Joe Judge. I absolutely agree. And the other reason I would agree with that, not only is, you know, everything that you said, you know, setting the culture, but yeah, you need more than, you need more than a year. You know, you, you, you need more than a, a year for the culture to really be set and, and, and give a, you know, give the team a chance to acclimate to the coach because one season is not necessarily enough. So I do agree with you on that as well. One year would not be enough you know, or would be, you know, it would be, wouldn't be, really wouldn't be doing him a justice if they fired him after one year. And I agree with that. Yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, people um, are, you know, the old, you know, the NFL, like back in the days, and I say back in the days, probably like, you know, 15 years ago, um, I think, I think it was a much more patient league at that time. Um, you know, I'll say, you know, most people don't want the Giants to retain Gettleman, but for the reasons that we mentioned, um, you know, are there some things that he's done we don't agree with? I, I'm probably, yeah, I think. We, it, it's safe to safe to say that the Nate Soldier signing certainly hasn't worked out, but it's signings like you know uh, Bradbury, um, you know um, Blake right. Martinez, um, and, and also 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 the fact that some of these draft picks will hit. Um, if you, and I don't think you really can blame him for Saquon Barkley. Oh yeah, well we should have gotten Quentin Nelson and Nick Chubb. Uh, I, I think maybe in in retrospect that that could that could have worked out better. But look, there's absolutely no way that like someone can predict that. No. Saquon Barkley is going to tear his ACL in a, in a certain year. You just don't know. So it's, these things are. That's why they say hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, there's no way you could have predicted that. And the other thing that I, I want to make note of, and I want to give Gettleman credit for, I'm not a biggest supporter, but I do give him credit. He also brought in Jabril Peppers. That's And he's been a solid defensive player for us as well. And we saw it this past week. He made some impact for, you know, some serious impact this past week. With the right coaching, is clearly it's working. So Gettleman deserves credit for that too, as well as the things that you mentioned. Absolutely, he has brought in some solid defensive players specifically. 
Yeah, he did. You know, he he did, he could have re-signed Landon Collins, and that would have cost us a lot more money than Jabril Peppers. And yeah. you know, and I think you know, looking at that, you know, it's, it seems seems to have worked out. All right, so let's tend to the business at hand. We got a game coming up uh, this Sunday, a big game. The Philadelphia Eagles are in first place. Uh, unfortunately, we can't take over first place if if we beat them. Um, but um, this is gonna this is a massive game in terms of um, you know the standings will be. About, you know, let's take, pull up. We'll pull up the standings real quick and see exactly where everything lines up because I think it's time we want to really start looking at that. So, it's, share it's, my screen. It's funny that we're talking about the Giants could actually make the playoffs. It's just a testament yeah. how bad this division is. Oh yes, it is cool. It is quite bad. But anything can happen. Okay. So so right so. Right now, this is okay. Is this right? Okay. Okay. So I mean, you know, if we so if we win this game, um, we don't see a we don't see a victory. I'm not, and I'm not sure if Washington and Dallas have a bye week. I think one of them might have it this week. I'll have to but, check that. Yeah. So Washington, Washington, the three, four, and one right now. Uh, you know, if we win this game, we'll be we'll be three and seven. Um, they'll be, they'll be three, five and one. So look, um, it's definitely at this point, it's going to make a dent and these, and now it's getting to the point where it's more, where it's getting more critical. In other words, I think, you know, a few weeks ago, you're like, all right, we can lose the next two games and we'll still, and we'll basically still be in it. And that's really how it's worked out. But at this point, um, you're past the halfway point of the season. Giants are, giants are only a few games out, but, um, I, I'll say this, if the giants, want to think about winning this division, this is a must-win football game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so just a comment on what I was So the Cowboys have off this week, and Washington plays uh, at Detroit this weekend, just so we know. Um, but, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, the thing is, if we win this game and Washington loses – we not we, you know we set ourselves up really nicely because then we jump Washington in the standings. We're in second place. We're just behind the Eagles because the Cowboys are on the bye. And the most important thing that I always you know I've always said about division games: division games count for not one, but they really count for two wins when you think about it. Because not only does your team win, but more importantly, you take a win away from your opponent, your you know one of your division rivals, and that is especially important right now. Because if the Eagles get four wins, that makes the Giants every win even more important, right? But instead, if we win this week, the Eagles don't win, and the Giants are tied in terms of wins. Now, obviously, the Eagles have the advantage because their record is better due to less losses in that tie. However, you tie them in wins, it makes it a little bit easier. You know, if you win another game and then the Eagles keep losing, you jump them in the standings. You're, you know, you're 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 behind by less you're not you know if, if you lose this game you're behind more than two games if you win this game you're probably game it's probably like a game and a half whatever it works out to be i don't know with it's always so weird with ties i you know it's strange but the point is it really could help and most importantly the thing that i know we will talk about and we spoke about last week this would be huge momentum for the giants you beat two division rivals in back-to-back -back weeks, and most importantly, you know, about beating the Eagles is you get redemption for the last game, which you should have won. That would be a really big thing for the Giants. I think that would really 
be a boost of confidence that could potentially help them win this division, which again, crazy to be saying, because this, you know, you told me at the beginning of the season, the giants were going to win the division. I would have looked at like you're crazy because I would have probably said the Cowboys would win the division just because with all that firepower, they'd be the best team. And, you know, so the fact that the giants actually have a chance at winning this division, that's huge. And they need to take advantage of that. 100 it, it is it is a it is a must win game you can't you can't you can't go down because now you'll be down you'll be down a few games and additionally to that you know you're gonna you're, you'll be going to against the eagles so and not only that we got it we got to show that we can beat another team besides washington in this division so. <laughs> that would be nice plus the giants go to a bye week after this so it would be nice to go into the bye week with a win you know again that confidence now you got time to rest up practice you're going in with the confidence in the week thir- uh, week twelve game, um, and it just it all adds up, and it would it would make for a, a nice way to possibly end the season with, like I said, possibly winning the division, which sounds crazy, but it's still possible. Yep. Well, in order in order to do that, we we got to we got to make sure we don't have any more guys ending up here. Their injury report. So let's take a look at. Uh, what's going on this week uh, between uh, both respectively the Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles in terms of injury here. Um, I'm going to make this a little bit bigger. So um, Logan Ryan, um, so he is he did not practice on Wednesday. It is not injury-related. So uh, for those of you guys that don't know, uh, the, other, the other week, uh, Logan Ryan's wife, um, she actually was uh, having some some pretty bad stomach pains. Um, she got checked out by one of the Giants trainers with the per the advice of the Giants trainers as well as head coach Joe Judge. Uh, they said, "Hey, this this is not right, and you need to go to the hospital right away. This could be serious." So, um, what happened is she was, uh, I guess, having a premature birth, and if I understand correctly, essentially the baby, you know, got trapped, and you know the you know. Sh- the baby passed, um, they were, so that was that was unfortunate. But had she not gone to the hospital, uh, doctors had said, um, you know, she could she could have actually died, which is pretty crazy. And that's why uh, that's why it's actually was pretty cool the way that last game ended. Um, Logan Ryan Logan Ryan got the game ceiling interception, and then Joe and then Joe Judge gave him the ball afterwards, which I thought uh, was pretty awesome. And then Logan Ryan, you know, even took to social media and said. You know the Giants and Joe Judge are basically a first-class, or you know, organ organization because of, you know, and I think this is, and I know I'm going off topic. We're talking about their injury report, the injury report. We're focusing on one player, but I, I think um, this is this is why this is one reason or one clue as to why the Giants are willing to play so hard for Joe Judge. Um, you know, they they play hard for him four quarters is because of stuff like this. And Joe Judge is basically the guy is he's like, hey, I'm gonna give I, I'm I'm expecting you to give me everything you have, but I'm also gonna give you everything I have as well. Uh, and also in addition to that, when you have that mentality, with also you know truly trying truly caring about your players, the person, and having it be more than just football, guys will run through a wall for you. And I think um, that's probably what this injury is is related to. Yeah, so, they said personal know. reasons. I I would. I'd I'd say reasonably that's a good thing to assume. It's probably just that again. Yeah. So uh, I guess Leonard Williams didn't practice uh, today, yeah. but you know, not injury related. 
another personal personal related thing. It was an excuse thing. And I believe both of the men were in practice uh, in the in the meetings, just not at practice. So they, I don't think they you know missed everything. I think they just missed practice because they had something going on personal. But they, I believe, they said they were both in the meetings at least. So they still attended stuff for the games, which is good. Yeah. Yep. Um, so so you know so I, I imagine those guys those guys will be playing on Sunday. I imagine um, we'll come back to practice tomorrow. What's that? I'd expect they'll probably come back to practice tomorrow, maybe Friday at the yeah. latest, but I doubt it. I, I don't. I wouldn't worry about the two of them. Yeah, no, they'll, they'll be playing well. You know, Devontae Freeman, um, he did have a limited practice today at least, and that's good. And I think when you look at, like, what really helps NFL teams nowadays, I do want to say if you have a good running back by committee system – and you can build your game off that. Um, shoot, the Seahawks did that before Russ was really cooking there. And, and that seemed to work well for them. So Devontae Freeman, now that we've seen what Wayne Gallman can really give us and and what he what he's starting to develop into, I'm not saying he's a, a superstar, but it, he's um he's he's a good starter from what we've seen. And I, I honestly didn't know, I didn't realize that Wayne Gallman would get this good. I like some stuff I saw from him in previous years, but uh, recently, you know, he's really started to show me that, um, hey, even if Devontae Freeman is not there, we can have a running game with him, but hopefully Freeman will get back into it. Sterling Shepard um, has a toe uh, toe injury, so limited practice. Caden Smith in concussion protocol, um, our tie, you know, one of our tight ends. Uh, so Philadelphia Eagles, uh, Fletcher, Fletcher Cox um, did not practice today uh, and looks like the rest of the team um, either had in terms of injury report, you know, new ones, it was either a full practice or a limited one. So, uh, the, it looks like the Eagles are getting healthier than what they were, you know, earlier, early, earlier in the year. Um, so just kind of running down this list list here, Fletcher Cox did not practice, but also, uh, tackle J Dak Driscoll guard, Nate Herbig, um, Malik Jackson, their defensive tackle. Um, and these are all these are all limited practice. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, full practice. Lane Johnson, limited practice. <coughs> Jason Peters and Meyer Sanders and Miles Sanders, limited practice. So they got um, they look like they are are healthier. So so with that, we're going to move on and kind of talk about now some of the details of this game and really what the Giants have to do to win this football game. So let's talk about. All offensively, I'm I'm gonna say this, Jake. Um, I think the key for us is is can we make can we have the big plays downfield? What I last week, Daniel Jones showed me that he can learn not to put everything on his shoulders, and he can take he can he was captain check down last week. He was like, <laughs> almost almost like almost it's like okay. you know, Eli, he was almost I like was Eli Manning at the end of his career. But that's that's okay. Um, he. He has he has shown that he can he can take a step back and say okay, I'm willing I'm willing to play the short game you know get get a seven yard pass here an eight yard pass, um, move the ball down downfield methodically, but if I guess people wanted to be critical of Daniel Jones last week, they could say okay well, where where was the big play downfield? So in the previous week that's really what hurt us is that we went for these big plays downfield. And he and he was he was just off. For me, I think what I need to see this game and what I think could be the difference is a guy like Carson Wentz. I think he's also playing with that. I have to do everything to make my team better syndrome. 
And the Eagles traditionally they get they get big plays against us. So I think um, we're going to have to see things open up a little bit more in the passing game in terms of the shots downfield than what we saw against Washington. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But I think the other thing really is going to be, you know, you go back to the Eagles game we saw it. We saw it last week against Washington. Got to close games. And I don't put that on the defense. I mean the offense has to close games. And what I mean by that, you can't take your foot off the gas after the first half. you got to keep on scoring. If you're up 22 to 10, okay, score another touchdown. Make it 29 to 10. Score two more touchdowns. You know, make it 36 to 10. Whatever you got to do to put that game out of reach – that's what they need to do, really. I mean, you know, do everything that they did in, in the first half of all these games, but you got to keep that going in the second half. And that's really the biggest thing for me because the defense plays both halves for the most part. I'm not really too worried about that. Defense usually shows up well enough in both halves that I'm like, okay, they, they, they did their job. They did enough for me. But you look at the Giants' second-half offense, and it just is not with the first half, especially last week. Last week was an awesome example. You know, we scored like 20 points in the first half, and I think we scored three in the second. Even though we had less drives in the second half, it doesn't matter. We didn't take care of our opportunity. We didn't take advantage of them, and that's what we really need to do. You know, do everything that we did in that first matchup because we played well. But we just need to keep going with the offense. We can't stop and slow down. And whatever it takes to keep going, that's what we need to do. We can't become predictable, which we do at times, and that is a big factor that has hurt us. When we become predictable – we're not going to keep driving, the, you know, driving down the field. We need to get sustained drives, especially in the second half, and can't just have you know drives of maybe one first down and then out or, or three and outs even, especially in the second half, because that's where we can put the game out of reach, and that's what we really need to do in terms of offense, at least at least from what I'm seeing. I mean, you know, the the Giants have to. You're exactly. They have to keep their foot on the gas pedal. Uh, and it's kind of like what Michael Jordan used to say, you know, when I had a guy that was down, I just want I just wanted to put my foot right on his neck there. And that's exactly the way the Giants need to be thinking offensively. If you can get a big lead don't, and you got them down, don't be afraid to just step on their neck and just totally embarrass them. It's never um, too much. Are they are, are, are they capable of doing that? No, they haven't really shown that yet. But I think um, they can't be afraid of that mentality because 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 you know they're too worried that Daniel Jones, you know, is going to turn the football over. I think um, what Joe Judge was saying this week is because they they, they talked about you know they talked about okay you know Daniel Daniel Jones was playing it safe, and he basically said don't worry you know Daniel's going to have his shots. And I think what the Giants were really good at this last week is not is not trying to force it. Um, in more recent weeks, you'd see that thing, things were forced, where here they they were really, really okay with pretty much the entire game being about the short passing game. And when you combine that with the fact that they got the running game going with Wayne Gallman, they have to build off that. But if they can get those shots downfield, that'll be, you know, that, that'll be helpful. What else do you want to see from the Giants offensively this week uh, that you think will make a big difference? I just want to see us establish the run game. I mean, you know, you hit on the fact that we got to have deep plays, and I absolutely agree. So I don't want to harp on that, but I just want to see us continue to establish the run game. I've talked about that a lot, and, and that all starts with the offensive line. And I feel like a broken record by now, but it's the same thing. It's that's the truth. If we get the offensive line going, we get that run game going, we get the whole offense going, and then, you know, that's something I really want to see because with Wayne Gallman, I've been 
really impressed. He's looked really awesome, actually. And if we can get Devonta Freeman back this week, that'll be a really nice one-two punch to have with Freeman and Goleman, especially the way Goleman's been running. Because it feels like okay, you can start to really rely on him now to get you decent yardage and actually, you know, get the job done. And he, he, it's been a it's been a nice little stretch for him. And I want to see that continue. But I just want to see the entire offense, you know, offensive line get going and get that run game going because. Like I said, run game gets going, whole offense opens up. And, you know, and the other thing is I just want to see Daniel Jones make smart decisions again. I, we saw it last week, and, you know, you called him captain check down. I'm okay with that. Look, I don't – I'm not – is it the most exciting thing in the world to watch? No. But if I'm going to win the game in the end, I would much rather watch captain check down and watch us win the game than have him make stupid plays and force balls downfield and get picked off and lose the game. And so that's the other thing between get the run game going and just Daniel Jones got to make smart plays. It was one of the first games in probably his entire career that he had no turnovers whatsoever. He needs to do that again because it was like a miracle. It felt like that he did that. And he, and it'll help build his confidence as well. If he stops throwing picks and fumbling the ball, it's going to help build his confidence, which again would be something really good for the Giants to you know, have moving forward. A more confident QB is a better QB almost always. Yep, 100, 100%, 100%. All right, our defense, um, I think, you know, a thing for me is that we are going to have to find unor- un- unorthodox ways to get to Carson Wentz. We're going we're gonna to have to blitz. Um, I, li- I liked what uh, Patrick Graham has done lately in terms of safety blitzes, use it using other players. So I think um, we're going to have to – Carson Wentz, I think, has been off his game this year in in a number of ways. I think he's kind of like what I said. He's been having the same issue that Daniel Jones has where he is just trying to do too much. Um, And I honestly think it's more of an issue with Carson Wentz than it is Daniel Jones, much more so. I see him much more more this year than in years past throwing throwing caution to the wind and just thinking, just being downright arrogant the way he's playing, thinking, I'll make it happen. No, you can't. Um, and I, I think when you look at what's what's hurt what's hurt us with Carson Wentz, it's always giving him time. So can we find unorthodox ways to get him? Because I just don't think with um, the the edge rushers that we have right now that that we we can get it done. Uh, Philadelphia still, Philadelphia still still has a decent offensive line. They have they have good players there. So um, I think when you look at getting pressure. Um, it's going to have to come from our defensive line, and I think it's going to have to come, you know, f- from from the blitz. Yeah, I, I, you hit the nail on the head. Absolutely. Look, Carson Wentz killed us last time only because he got pressure. He he got time in the pocket, and we didn't get the pressure we needed. When we gave him time in the pocket, you saw what happened. He made plays, he extended them, and eventually someone got open. You, you know, your, your secondary can only do so much for so long. It's just common sense. And so we can get to Carson Wentz and make him poor, make poor decisions, kind of like what defenses do to Daniel Jones, we'll win this game because we'll force turnovers. And if we force turnovers, at the very least, even if we're not scoring like crazy, keep the ball out of their hands. I mean, that's the first rule of football. If you keep the ball out of your opponent's hand, you're likelier to win. It's only, you know, 99% of the time, if you have dominated time of possession considerably, you'll, you'll be okay to win because you'll eventually score enough points to win. And, you know, so that's going to be the thing. Just get pressure to him. If we do that, 
I'm not worried about the secondary as much as I used to be because they have shown me some signs of improvement this week uh, and, and, you know, past weeks rather. Um, but we just got to, you know, and the other thing is for the secondary, my only comment, you got to watch Travis Fulgham on those big deep plays. Look, I have him in fantasy. I'll admit that, and I want him to do well, but I don't want him to do well this week. I want my Giants to win, but they. So, and the truth is, they got to watch him deep. That's the thing. He's a great deep ball threat, and he will burn you. He is a talented young receiver, and the Giants are gonna have to watch out for that in the secondary, absolutely, because you know Carson Wentz is gonna be looking to him all game if he can be. Yeah, I, I think like what what concerns me about you know the Eagles. Eagles versus the Giants this week is when you want to talk about really big plays, you know, your 30, 40, 50 yard throws downfield. Um, you know, it just, and you can, we can go back, we can go back to how the last Giants and Eagles game ended when, you know, you know, they, 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 they just late in the game, they went downfield and scored. And, you know, within, within a few minutes, the game was, was taken from the Giants. So the Giants have to really avoid giving up the big, have to avoid giving up the big play. Better, better than what they did last time. And they also, it, it goes back to what you said about finishing. The defense, this time, they're going to have to finish against them because last time they didn't. Well, hopefully they do. I mean, the whole team has got to finish, but you're right. Uh, you know, The whole team needs to finish games. That's been an issue this season. They just – you can't get into the fourth quarter and say, oh, we're leading, I'm done. You, you got to finish. You got to play till the clock strikes zero, zero, zero. That's – yeah. That's what matters. Simple as that. Yeah, because Carson Carson Wentz he, he's he's going to go for the big play, and the Giants Giants are going to have to find a way to avoid that. So I think that'll be certainly be key. Well, that is going to uh, wrap up everything uh, for this week's version of Scouting Giants. So uh, this show does air. Um, if you are getting it on podcast indication, it'll usually be a couple day day or two later. Um, if you are getting it on Facebook Live or on YouTube Live. Uh, you can check it out on Pigskin Nut, Scouting Giants, and also uh, the Pigskin Nut uh, YouTube channel. Um, so Pigskin Nut and Scouting Giants on Facebook, and also Pigskin Nut on YouTube, and also just wherever podcasts are syndicated. I always say it is probably good if you get a chance to watch it live. You'll see the show earlier. Also, you can see us uh, in person, and um, you know that'll be the fastest way to fastest way for you guys uh, to get the information. So. Uh, I will be traveling throughout the weekend, but I will be pretty. I'm pretty sure I'll be able to stop uh, to watch to watch this game. I'll probably end up watching the game. I'm on my phone somewhere, so uh, we'll, we'll. I think in terms of where I'd be, I think we'll still be able to get something going uh, post game post game this weekend. So, so guys, so for the post game, we typically always try to do it now right after the game is over because I kind of feel that's the best time to do it. Uh, Usually, we're the usually that's when we're really pissed off because the Giants usually aren't winning. Um, or in the case of last week's game, it was just great to come together and actually talk about a Giants win right after it happened. So, we're going to try to do our best to stick to getting you the post game show right after the game is over. So, uh, the again, you can see the Giants game next Giants game, it's against Philadelphia uh, this Sunday at 1 Eastern time. So, we'll be coming to you right after that, and uh, hopefully. Uh, we got we got some good stuff to talk about because of the Giants again. They can win this game. Um, at that point, uh, I'll say, you know what, we got a chance to win this division. Let's just let's just continue our way. So, hopefully, hopefully that'll be the case on Sunday. Uh, for Jake Malik and myself, Steve Fishkin, this is Scouting Giants. You guys have a good rest of your day. <laughs>